Hey everyone, it's Adam Healthman from Hire It Done. This is Contractor Therapy, our special podcast. Today's support for our podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. And I've got a great topic for us today to talk about in the home improvement business. And if anybody's done home improvement in the past, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's called the dreaded change order. And what do I mean by the dreaded change order? Is a change order your friend or your enemy? Well, that all depends on what type of homeowner you are, and it also depends on what kind of contractor you have. Today's podcast, we've got Roberto Beauchene, uh in this podcast studio with us. Good morning, Roberto. Hey now, hey now. And we got Paul Sarah also. How's it going, Adam? I'm awesome today. So have you guys ever heard me talk about the change orders? Many times. I mean, that's always a big hot button issue in your uh, neck of the woods. Right? I agree. And you know what? And I think it goes under the radar a lot. I really think that homeowners hear it and they don't respond to it. But if you ever take an analysis of post what we'll call job, job autopsy, where after the job is done and you look at everything that the job had cost-wise, complaint-wise, success-wise, you're always going to find out that there's always some kind of irritability and some discomfort when there's a change order. So today, we're going to talk about a change order policy for a contractor and a homeowner. How do you handle a change order, and what's the right way for you and a contractor to have change orders done right? So that's the first thing we're going to do. So if you're a contractor, it's important to have change orders in your contract as part of the terms and conditions. And what do I mean by that? That means a solid a-plus contractor should have a change order policy. So when you're signing a contract for a room addition, a kitchen, a bath, a roof, whatever it is, there should be a policy in that contract that says change order policy. And the policy should say what it is, what is the definition of a change order, and why homeowners need to know what change orders cause to the job. So that's super important right there. Now, homeowners... They're thinking about their beautiful kitchen. They're thinking about this great bathroom or a brand new roof. The key here is how does a change order even affect any of that? That's the problem. Uh, earlier, I was talking to Paul about some statistics. Paul, you had mentioned a statistic to me about change orders. Yeah, I was reading somewhere online that according to estimates, an average of 35% or more of projects experience at least one major change right. during the life of the project. And you were saying it's probably way higher than that. Yeah. So here's what happens. Homeowners meet with a contractor. And let's use a kitchen renovation. Not just new cabinets, but they're knocking a wall out. People have that kitchen with the dining room right next to it, and there's a wall between the dining room and the kitchen. Very typical de design. My opinion, dining rooms are out. Most homeowners, if you know, have a dining room with their kids' homework on it, bills, newspapers, and all kinds of stuff on the dining room table. In fact, when's the last time you actually had a get-together in your dining room? You know, I mean, what is it? Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner. What is it? We have four times a year and you have this whole room. Forget it. Knock the wall out between the kitchen and the dining room and make it an ex extended kitchen. So let's go back to the design. Homeowner hires a contractor to do a design. And you've spent all this time on your perfect design. And then you're in the demo phase. You demolition the kitchen and you're standing in the kitchen. Contractor meets you on the job. You're doing a walkthrough. You're ready to do the rough electric, the rough plumbing, and you're laying out the, the, uh, the cans. Re recess lighting. Let's just do a simple, simple thing. 
In the plans, it says four recess lights above kitchen. Perfect. Now you're standing in the kitchen, you're looking at your ceiling, you're like, you know what? Maybe we should do six cans or eight. Or maybe we should do four here and two over here and then three over here in the hallway. And again, this ties in, Roberto, what you and I have talked about, the four dirty words of home improvement. You're in the kitchen, contractor's showing you where he's going to put electrical, and you look at him and you say, well, we might as well put him over the dining room. We might as well put him in the in the uh, hallway to the kitchen. So now you had four on the plans. You added four more. No problem. The uh, contractor's like, hey, I, I can do that. Most contractors never say no. So what does that do for you, the homeowner? You just added four recess cans. No big deal, right? Wait a minute. Dun, 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 dun. $225 for a recess light times four, right, is $900. You just added $900. No problem. What's $900? Okay, well, it's $900 more. Electrician shows up and says, ooh, we need to upgrade your circuit because we only have room for four cans. You added four more. That's eight. That's too high of a load on the circuit. Let me go down to the electrical panel and let me look at the panel and make sure we can add a circuit. No problem. He goes to the panel. You have a 100 amp service and all the amps in the panel are taken up. You need to add a new panel. Panel goes from 100 to 150 or to 200. Electrician says, oh, I got to add a new panel. He calls the contractor. Contractor says, yeah, we can't do the recess light. I just charged him for it. What are we going to do? Let me call the homeowner. Hi, Mrs. Homeowner. Good news and bad news. Good news is he already put your recess lights in. They're going to be beautiful. Bad news is he had to upgrade the circuit, but when he went down to your panel, there was no room in the panel box to upgrade. We need to upgrade your whole panel. It's 100 amp service now. We can put 150 in. You're fine. But I recommend a 200. Homeowner, in the middle of the job, what am I going to do? Well, how much is the 100 to 150 when you upgrade to that? That's 1,800. Well, how much more is it to go to 200? That's 2,400. But if you do 200, you can, you'll be fine for the rest of your life in the house. Okay, let's go for the 200. So now you have two change orders, okay? You added four recess lights, and now you upgraded your panel for 2,400. So 2400 plus 900 is 3300. So now you're at 3300 dollars more. There's your change order. Okay, if you have money, no problem. But wait a minute. You just did one more thing, friends. And this is where we call it the hidden enemy. <laughs> kind of like a buzzword today. The hidden enemy is a change order also interrupts the rhythm of the work. The plumber was scheduled to come on Wednesday. But Monday and Tuesday, the electrician couldn't finish the job because he had to upgrade everything. So you had to push the plumber back. What's the big deal? Well, let's go. Let's talk it through. Now the electrician's doing the new panel, and he's adding the four recess lights, which he just did. Okay, but that's on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Plumber now can't start till Friday. Okay, no big deal. Let's call the plumber. Oh, plumber's like, well, I didn't sit home for three days, Mr. Homeowner. What do you think? I'm just going to wait? No, I got to make money. I went on the other job. Well, the other job's a five-day job. So now... You got to wait. You got to wait. So now plumber's not coming until next week, which was supposed to be this week everything done, plumbing, electrical this week. Now you've pushed everything back a week. In the big picture, it's not a big deal. 
But it is because now the following week you had the heating guy, you had the insulation guy, you had inspections traveled. Now everything's pushed back. So now your 10-week job is going to take 12 weeks. That And also you're adding 3300 to the budget. So if you had a certain budget of a number, now you got to figure out ways to cut costs other ways. That's exactly correct. So the dreaded change order now has a domino effect that most people never hear. You don't see it on HDTV. They don't tell you that. No one's going to tell you what I just told you. In fact, contractors secretly sometimes will go into your house and look at what you're doing before they price it and say, oh, yeah, 100-amp service. There's no way we're going to have to upgrade it. But let me save that in my back pocket because you might have to pay extra later and I can make more money. (laughs) And by the way, it's happened. I've actually had contractors tell me that. When we did it, we would be like, here, Mrs. Jones, you're probably going to have to upgrade your electrical panel. Let's do 150, by the way. And then they're like, well, Adam, why is your company more money? Well, are we, is everyone else giving you a new electrical panel? No. Well, that's why. So that's one example on a dreaded change order that even handled and managed properly by a good contractor costs you more money. So... What I'm asking for people to do is tell their contractor, hey, do you have a change order policy? Because some guys say, yeah, you know what? All change orders are easy. All we do is we do material labor and we add 20%. That way there's no no mistake. That's fair. Another change order. Like we talk about contractors and we've had this in other podcasts in the past where a good contractor will say to you, all right, Mrs. Jones, remember we used the, uh, the reference where it was a bathroom and we said, if we demo the bathroom... Uh, if we find rotted wood by your toilet or tub, we're going to replace it, but there's going to be a charge for that. A good contractor will warn you that it's going to happen. A contractor that's not experienced is not going to say anything. Here's the worst part about that. And this is where we get complaints from homeowners who say to me, hey, Adam, I wish I knew you last year. This contractor did this to me. We agreed on a bathroom project, let's say 15 grand. And I paid him everything. And then the last payment was three grand. And he gave me a bill for the last payment of fifty five hundred. I'm like, what is that? You said three grand. He goes, Oh no, there's twenty five hundred in extras. What do you mean? Well, I had to repaint, I had to do this, I had to do that. He had a list of things. Well, I didn't authorize that. Well, I had to do the work. You saw me do it. A lot of contractors will charge you without asking. And they'll just do the extra work and charge you. Now, what do you do? That's the problem. How often does that happen? More than not? Way, all the time. All the time. Support for contractor therapy comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. That's why, if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen, and they're here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you, because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash contractor therapy to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. 
here's the thing. You've got to have proper paperwork. paperwork. The, other, the whole other discussion here is change order policy and have a written change order. Now, today's technology society, text messaging could be legal. Here's what I'm saying. Hi, Mrs. Jones. I'm Mr. Contractor. We have to upgrade your electrical. Because you added four recessed lights, our electrician, being the smart person that he is, went down to your panel to make sure you don't have an overload electrical because that could be a fire hazard. So what we're doing is we're being safe and per code you have to upgrade. Now you have two options, 150 amp or 200 amp. Here's what it is for 150, here's what it is for 200. If you agree via text message, that will be satisfactory for me as your contractor. We don't need to have it in writing. However, the cost of whatever you agree to will be added to the next billing cycle per your contract. Homeowner says, yes, go ahead. That's legal. Now, there could be times where a contractor says, hey, Mrs. Jones, sorry to do this to you, but we're going to stop. I'm going to meet you this week. I'm going to walk it with you. I'm going to fill out a handwritten change order policy. You're going to sign it, and you're going to give me a check right there for the change order. But you can't meet me till Saturday. That's a week from now, so I'm not going to do the work until it's signed. That's how it works with extending the job. So this whole change order can expand timelines, can expand uh, how long the job takes, can expand the cost of the job, the budget. There's all kinds of craziness. Now, it's, it's a necessary evil is the way I look at it. It truly is a necessary evil. So homeowners, you got to make sure to ask your contractor. Do you have a change order policy? It's pretty simple. And if the contractor looks at you with like a deer in the headlights, like a, huh, what? Don't, don't not use them, but just say, hey, I heard Adam Helfman say that a change order policy saves everyone money. It saves us a fight in the end. It saves us a headache. It saves us all kinds of craziness. Is there any like tips you can give homeowners so they can avoid a changeover, like plan stuff ahead of time before they talk to a contractor? Or yeah. I know change orders are going to eventually happen just because something will come up. Yeah. But is there anything they could go ahead of and plan ahead of so they can get ahead of something like that, slowing things down? Well, I believe, and that's a great question, I believe a good contractor will engage that conversation with the homeowner. He should be the responsible party to bring that up. He should say to them, okay, Mrs. Jones, you've designed your dream kitchen. We've put it in the budget you said. We're ready to roll. But let me have this conversation with you right now. I am not here to deal break. I'm not here to talk you out of everything. But... Let me go through each item of this contract with you and tell you where you might say, oh, I want to upgrade. And let's take 10 to 20% of your budget and put it aside in case you want to upgrade. And Homer's like, no, what are you talking about? This is my dream kitchen. Well, Mrs. Jones, you have laminate tops. When I send you to pick the backsplash tile out, you might find a granite on sale for like, a few dollars more than the laminate you're using for your kitchen. And you'll be like, you know what? Let's do it. And then I'm going to upcharge for that. But ordering granite takes longer, but you're going to spend more. There's a potential right there, Mrs. Homeowner, of somebody, in my experience as a past homeowner, spending more money on a job. Now, is it a lot of times where the homeowner, their budget is unrealistic in terms of, Okay, I have 20 grand to do this kitchen. 
but I only have 20 grand. <laughs> like, I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, of course. I want a $20,000 kitchen, but I I have, I literally have $20,000. And that's so we all used I to have. have. So we used to say people had, a, you know, a Chevy budget with a Cadillac taste, right? <laughs> um, now, can you do a beautiful kitchen for 20 grand? Of course. Right. However, good, better, best, right? We've had this conversation many times about budget. Homeowners are afraid to tell the contractor the budget because if, let's say, the homeowner says, I want this kitchen. And they in their head know it's twenty grand, and they ha- or they ha- only have twenty grand to spend. And the contractor says, "Well, Mrs. Jones, I need to know how much you're willing to spend. You're a homeowner, not you're not going to give that information up because you're afraid that the contractor is going to say, oh, yeah, for what you described, Mr. Jones, it's ten grand.'" And then you're in your head going, like, "Yeah, I didn't tell him it's ten grand. I got extra ten grand." No, that's <laughs> not how it works. What you need to do as a homeowner is say, "Listen, Mr. Contractor, I don't know what my kitchen's going to cost." Now, I know most homeowners have a number in their head always. And you can play a game with contractors back and forth. Here's the way not to play the game. As a homeowner, just say it right up front. Mr. Contractor, I don't know what it's going to cost. I do have a number, but I don't want to give it to you. What I want to do is tell you what I want. And I want you as a pro to give me the range. Give me the range of what the kitchen should cost based on what I described. I want granite. I want wood. I want white. I want stainless steel appliances. I want a tile floor, tile backsplash. I want pull-out sprayer. I want, you know, that's what I want. But is, is it smart to do that? Start as high as you can go and then say, well, better that's, to work that's not going to be an option. This is not going to be an option. Well, here's the thing. The good contractor will do this to you. Okay, Mrs. Jones. He'll guide you through the question. So let's talk about cabinets. Do you want the, the drawers that close automatically? Do you, are you the type of homeowner that needs the pull-out recycling bin? Or are you somebody that says, I have a garbage can? Are you the type of homeowner who wants under-cabinet lights? Or can you do without? And it's just like a check mark. Okay, so now here's what the good contractor does. Okay, Mrs. Jones, thanks for your time. Based on the kitchen you just described, based on me sitting in your area here, now remember this, a good experienced contractor is going to know a price range. He's going to say, Mrs. Jones, based on the kitchen you described here, with everything we talked about, bells and whistles, your kitchen's going to be forty to sixty thousand. Now, forty to sixty thousand is a fifty percent swing. That's a lot. What it, what the contractor's doing psychologically, at least this is what I used to do, is no, I knew that whatever they said to me, I could do it for the forty, because I also knew homeowners remember the lowest price. We've talked about this in the past. However. I also want to give them the change order spiel after the fact. So when a homeowner, when I say, Mrs. Homeowner, it's forty to 60000 for your new kitchen, I say to them the next question. I'm silent after I say it, and I watch their face because I want to see if their jaw hits the floor or not. <laughs> You're like a detective. Columbo. <laughs> Call me Columbo. It's exactly what like it is. Like a poker player trying to find their yeah, ring. Right. You have to. I hate to say it, but that's home improvement properly because here's the thing. I did beautiful work. I was contractor of the year five years in a row. I only wanted to win, give them an award-winning kitchen. However, I don't want to waste everyone's time. So once the homeowner looks at me and doesn't say anything or says something or whatever it is, I, my next question is very simple. How do you feel about those numbers? Again, you ask that question and you say nothing. Let them answer. Well, I can deal with 40, not 60. Mrs. Jones, I think I can do a kitchen for you for 60. I mean for 40, excuse me. Mrs. Jones, I think I can do a kitchen for you for 40. And at that point, the key is to know what happens next. Okay? Because that's where you have that, you're on that stepping stone to the getting the job or not. However, 
once the homeowner says, okay, let's do it. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to write up a proposal for 40 grand or right around there with everything we talked about. I'm going to come back in three days and I'm going to review it with you and I'm going to give you the allowance for this and that. And then we're going to um, engage. And this is where the contractor takes control. We're going to then engage in a contract, Mrs. Jones, where I'm going to then come back and measure everything, do the blueprints. And there's a cost to that, but it's your deposit. That's all. And we're going to move forward and give you an award getting kitchen. And then the contractor who's smart is just going to say, is that okay, Mrs. Homeowner? And then again, dead silent. Let them answer. So then homeowner says, yeah, you know what? Okay, I'll be back Thursday. I run back to my office, write a huge proposal. And that's when I get my, my change order spiel ready. Mrs. Jones, I got good news. What's that? I actually was able to look at everything and bring it in at 38000 So you got a $2,000 kitchen uh, cushion. But I also want to talk to you about the potential for change orders. Can we have that conversation now? But of course. Well, Mrs. Jones, I've been doing kitchens for 30 years. And quite honestly, the kitchen you designed, I'm super excited about because you got some really cool design elements. You got a cooktop in the island. You've got a great kitchen triangle and you build excitement. But then you say to them, but look, a lot of homeowners who've done something like this have also done a vegetable sink. As a, and also this, they also did a trash compactor. And um, because you're going to do a tile floor, I noticed that you have uh, hardwood in the other rooms that are connecting. The level might not be perfect. So I want to warn you that this is going to have a little bit of a level, but that also allows us to go into the other rooms. If I paint your kitchen, you might want to paint the family room. That could be a change order. If I add electrical switches every six feet, um, you might be fine. However, today you have three kids. I might want to do four switch, four plugs at each thing because everyone has a, 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 a smartphone. Everyone has an iPad. And you might want to have charging stations. So we might want to put extra plugs in, in the kitchen. Everyone comes in from the garage. They drop their keys off. I have an idea, but I haven't charged you for this. But these are things that I want you to think about in the future of this project so that you know they're not included, but they're potential upgrades. Support for contractor therapy comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. That's why, if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen, and they're here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you, because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash contractor therapy to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. On a, on a side note, I haven't heard the word trash compactor in a long time, but it reminds me of when I was a kid, we had a trash compactor, but I never saw anyone ever use it once. Right. From, from till we got rid of it when, when I was maybe like 10 years old. Never saw it used once. I didn't even know what the hell it was or what you ever it see did. Those, okay, it's funny you say that. So you ever see those videos like 
um, <laughs> ten hacks, like uh, a six and one, like painter tools, and no one knew what all six were. Right, right, right. And you're like, oh my god, I didn't realize that. Like the little cup of ketchup packs. Right. Um, when you did like a ketchup pack from like McDonald's, when you peel that corner, you peel it and you squeeze it and it opens. And you're supposed to put your fry in the pack. Did you know that? No. Did you know those little paper cups that you put ketchup in? You unpeel the edges of it and you pull it apart and the cup holds twice as much ketchup. <laughs> I did not know that. My point is trash <laughs> compactors. A right. trash compactor is the greatest invention to slice bread, and nobody knows how they use them. I am amazed at trash compactors. Here's what you do. First of all, a trash compactor... What was the selling point? Like, what would, what would the what advertisement is. say? Here's the thing. People didn't realize it. Um, first of all, when I was a kid, I used trash compactors to break glass bottles. <laughs> you'd put them in it and go... And you'd hear this thing, and then all of a sudden you'd go, bang! And you'd hear the crash. Wow. But in a trash compactor... The goal of a trash compactor is it can hold two weeks of garbage as opposed to one. And right. what happens is you'd hit it and it'd go, and it'd push it down, and then it'd come back up, and then the trash would come back up. Like, what's the big deal? I didn't realize. I finally, because you tell me one guy who ever read a trash compactor manual. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to hit the trash compactor on, and then after five seconds you hit the button that stops it at compaction. So once it goes all the way down at full you compaction, leave it, it leaves it there and right. crashes it all night. Right. So the next day you use it, you hit the button, and then it Stay. brings it back up. All of a sudden, your trash stays compacted. So finally, I pushed it to the limits where you can put two weeks of garbage in your trash compactor. Mine has a built-in air filter, so it's got a little, and it's got a cap. You can put those, remember those post-it, like the ones that you stick the... What were they called? The square little discs or the round discs? Oh, yeah, like the stickets. Yeah, yeah stick ups, stick ups, whatever they call. It has a room in there and a charcoal filter. So that gets your trash compactor, but people don't realize it fits inside a cabinet. And of course, it's great, but people don't know. Now they have the pull out drawers with the little garbage can and a little white plastic bag. <laughs> That's you know, it, right? right. No big deal. But again, <laughs> it's a great, great add on. But people don't realize it. It's a great thing. It's just, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. If someone were to be able to say, every kitchen should have a trash compactor and here's why, people will look at that and say, oh, I didn't realize that. Especially people who are into recycling. Because imagine going twice, ha cutting your garbage pickup by half. The same amount of garbage, but it's compacted. Yeah. So. And not overflowing out of the. Right. And you do garbage once a week. You know, I can do it twice a week or twice, once every two weeks. The best part about it is, um, and of course, if you have a bigger family, you have a bigger. But you buy the packages of the trash compactor bags. The packages comes in 52. 52 bags. That's one a week. So you're like, yeah, bought them for the year. You know what I'm saying? It's like that simple. <laughs> do you. Uh... This could be a whole episode. It's trash compactor. Oh, my God. Things to put in your trash compactor. Oh, yeah. The video to be attached. I love that. <laughs> So do you, with the experience that you've had, Adam, do you, when you walk through a house or a kitchen or with something with a homeowner, do you sort of, can you like make a note like they're going to want to upgrade this? Like just so you know ahead of time that you're going to change orders? Here's the thing. Now you go to PhD level contracting, okay? And PhD level contracting is, is somebody should go with me on an information gathering appointment with a homeowner because I get down to the nitty gritty. When I tell a homeowner I'm coming over, I say to them, listen, Mrs. Homeowner, our first meeting is going to be an hour, hour and a half tops. That's it. No sale is going to take place. I even tell them that. I said, all I'm going to do is I want to get 
information from you. I'm, it's almost like an interview. I want you to ask me questions, but really I'm going to be asking you questions. Homer's like, great, we love it. Because I right away told them nothing's going to happen, no sales going to take place, so they were right away released. Whew, they take a deep breath, they don't have to worry. But when I get there, I say to them, who cooks the most? I want to find out, him or her, right? Are you right-handed or left-handed? People are like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? <laughs> well, do you know, on a kitchen design, if the dishwasher is on the right side or the left side, it makes a difference to a right-handed person? So when a person says to me, why do you care if I'm right-handed or left-handed? Well, who in the family is doing most of the dishes? Because it's easier to... Right. You open the dishwasher, yeah. and we put it to the left if you're left-handed. We put it to the right if you're right-handed, or vice versa. And people look at you. What does that do to the homeowner? Two things. It says, wow, I never knew about that. It gives them a new piece of information they never would have thought of. But what else does it do? It validates the value of the, of the contractor they brought into their house. Man, this guy knows what he's talking about. That's the key to the, to the information. So I say to them, listen, we're going to put the dishwasher on the left. You're going to thank me for it. And I'll look and see, you know, oh, it's on the right. Yeah, I don't always like that, you know, that kind of thing. And then I'll be like, okay, do you cook a lot? Okay, so here's the thing. When you pull a turkey out of the oven, do you want to swing to the left and put it down? Do you want to swing to the right? Or do you want to swing all the way around to the, to the, to the, to the island behind you? Or do you want to have the oven down low in the island, bend down, pull it out, and put it on top? What do you feel like? And they're like, oh, that's a great question. <laughs> well, here's what I'm saying. The reason why I say that is because this design. So now all of a sudden I am inspiring them, creating the uh, what we'll call the design juices, right? However, when I sense that they're like, uh-oh, too many decisions, I say to them, well, here's what I'm going to tell you. In the style that you want, we're going to put the kitchen over here. We're going to put the refrigerator here, and we're going to put this over here like this. And then we're going to say, well, if you guys cook every night, I need a, we got to put a prep station. If you're all about he, eating out all the time, this is how we're going to do it. So this is why we spend the first meeting. I ask them these type of questions. I'll, even, I'll go as far as saying to them, hey, do you guys watch cooking shows? Oh, I love, you know... Ina Garten. I love Martha Stewart. Because then I'm like, oh, you're baking. Let's do a double oven. You know what I'm saying? Let's do a pop-down iPad mount underneath the cabinet so you can go on YouTube and you can just pull it down, watch your videos, and right there. And people are like, oh my God, I never thought of that. Instead of just saying, okay, you want granite, you want cabinets, I get down to, when you walk in with groceries, how far do you want to walk with your bags. Do we want to put them down here? Do you want to put them down here? So people are like, oh my God, I never even thought of that. Now, what, set, what the reason is for a couple of things. One, gathering good information up front is super important. If you plant the seeds of success in a remodeling job, good, you're going to have a great job. That's what makes contractors better than normal. Now, the other thing is, is you're also gathering information to make it a better job, but you're also letting the homeowner know, wow, this guy is really good because what's going to happen is they're going to call three other contractors. And I always say, please get other prices because what will happen is homeowner will call three contractors. Two won't even show up. They'll be late. I already know. I always make it a point to be on time. But the guys who come in, they're not going to ask the same questions. All right, let me measure this. You got seven foot of counter. You got seven foot of cabinets. We got doubles. You want to remove the soffits. Do you want to do this? 
we got this. All right, I'll put a budget together. Well, what are you thinking of spending? How much do you want to spend? You know, as opposed to creating the relationship and the excitement of a beautiful kitchen, that's the key. Well, I don't know whoever would have okayed this. I think I told you the story before. We were shopping for houses, and we went into a house, and the entire kitchen was shag carpeted. Oh the kitchen. I love shag carpet. Have you ever seen it in a kitchen? Can you imagine doing a DNA test on the shag carpet? I mean, in a kitchen? why would who would ever say that that is a good idea? That's insane. Well, when you have, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'd like to see a picture of that. Any, I, I wish I would have because no one believes. Any me. sort of should... carpeting in a kitchen seems weird. I, I, wait, there was a kitchen that I remember I, I remodeled that had astroturf in the kitchen. <laughs> You know what? We're going to do it. Remind me, craziest remodeling jobs. I did a remodeling job where we put uh, RFP on all the walls and the ceiling too, which is the white plastic. You can power wash it. Lady had a bird collection. We built a room addition for her birds, literally, so they could fly crazy and shit everywhere. You just spray it down. Yeah, we put a a hose outlet in there. It was crazy. We'll talk about that another time. So anyways, the moral of today's story is literally change orders. It interrupts the rhythm of work. The job takes longer. It costs you more money. However, a good contractor should have it in writing. As a homeowner, you should ask about it. And of course, if you always have questions for me, just go to HireItDone.com, click on Ask Adam or Adam at HireItDone.com. And if you ever have uh, any stories for contractor therapy, we'd love to hear a horror story. You can always get to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Adam at HireItDone.com. So thanks for tuning in today to our podcast. Again, click the like button. Click subscribe if you want to make a comment. I don't, I don't have a problem. Find us at Radio.com or your favorite place to get your downloads for your podcast. I'm Adam Helfman. This is Contractor Therapy.